0: whole house. Decorating the Set from Hollywood to Your Home with your hosts, Beth Kushnick and
1: Caroline Daly. Welcome to Decorating the Set from Hollywood to Your Home. Hey, Beth. Hi, Caroline. Today, we're going to talk about one of my
2: favorite aspects of creating a top layer of life on set. And that is
1: floral design, plants,
2: and all things nature-related.
1: I am so happy to be able to welcome a good friend of yours for over 20 years, Gerald Palumbo. He's from Seasons, a floral design studio in New York City, and Seasons on the Hudson in Irvington. This is going to be a fantastic interview with him. I cannot wait till he spills some tea on you. I want to hear all the Uh business. (laughs) I'm really looking forward to talking to him.
2: He will spill the tea because we've been working together for... I think it's got to be like around 23 years now. And he is my collaborator on every single show and actually every event I've ever designed or been a part of. So, wow, uh, he's going to have got, some
1: stories. <laughs> yeah, he have got a lot to talk about. We're so excited to have you, Gerald. Welcome to our show.
0: Well, I am so pleased to be here. Thank you.
1: I saw on your site that you proudly state that You guys are the favorite of many a Broadway star for 30 years, and you have plenty of TV and film credits where your floral creations have been featured. Tell us how you became the florist to Broadway television and film.
0: Well, first of all, our location in New York City is at 888 8th Avenue, which is right on 53rd Street. So we're in the heart of the theater district. So it was sort of a natural pairing for us to just connect with the Broadway community over the years. And with all of the filming and the people on the Broadway scene that also cross over to television and film and all of the filming that happens in Manhattan, it was kind of a natural thing. And uh, just many years ago, Beth and I connected and um, we worked on films together and television together. And we've been doing it ever since.
1: Beth, I'm excited. I want to hear this story between the two of y'all, how y'all met.
2: I can, because that day is etched in my memory, the way that I met Gerald. It's actually over 23 years ago. I was working on a very large New York unit of a film called The Insider with Russell Crowe and Al Pacino, directed by Michael Mann, the famously detail-oriented Michael Mann. So when we went to scout the location, which was a pretty nice restaurant in Manhattan... We had made some creative decisions there based on what Michael saw, and he loved the flowers that were in the restaurant. They were actually famous for their simple decor, but these really nice, very expansive floral arrangements. So we were all happy when we went to Scout because Michael said, don't do a thing, which of course... Gotta always take that with a grain of salt in the film business, but I actually really believed him. So the morning of the shoot, I even think I remember it was a Monday morning, crack of dawn. We arrive at the restaurant, and it's not a good day. The weather's bad. The director and the actors aren't feeling very copacetic that morning. Let's just put that
1: sweetly. <laughs> there might um, be some agina in the air. Ajena,
2: yes. <laughs> There was a lot being spoken of. And the first command I received that morning was, get rid of those flowers, I hate them. So here I was at the earlier part of my career, which is, as I say, problem solving, air traffic control. So I knew that in a very short amount of time, I had to produce probably it was six Very large-scaled floral arrangements. So I got in my Teamster-driven car, and we started driving west because it was the only way that we could go on the street. And literally before my very eyes, three blocks down on the same exact street, there's seasons a floral design studio. <laughs>
1: <laughs> location, <laughs> location, location, Gerald. You, and timing, oh timing, timing,
2: timing. Because I walked in and I met Gerald, who was standing behind the counter, surrounded with as many flowers as we had on set years before that in Little Shop of Horrors. And I said to him with panic in my voice and on my face, okay, we've got an hour to do six floral arrangements. And he said, okay, let's go. And literally he and his entire staff and myself just went at it. And I explained to him the location that we were dealing with. I explained to him the circumstances. And he knocked it out of the park. I mean, it was an amazing moment because uh, I loaded them in my car. I brought them back. And here's the, the true sign of perfection. There wasn't a word said. There wasn't, <laughs> <laughs> there was nothing. There Bravo, wasn't just a, <laughs> a thank you. There wasn't a, wow, how the hell did you pull that off? Um, yeah. And in, in a great way, I was on the kind of job that had the budget and the capacity to handle what we did. I mean, literally, I didn't even pay him. I walked out and he trusted me to have the art department coordinator get in touch with him and do all the paperwork and get paid. So oh, wow. that's how we met. And <laughs> <laughs> literally, we've been crafting every single job I've had since then.
1: Gerald, do you remember this meeting the same way? I, was it just I like do, a wild woman I who do. came in? And
2: I performed well under
0: pressure. And I could see that Beth was definitely under pressure. But it's what we do. And I I always have a remarkable team of people that work for me. So when I ask my team to jump in and and just do it, they they get it. Over the years, one of the things that I've learned from working with Beth is that she's very detail-oriented, but she's also very clear on her expectations and I know the questions to ask her on how big does this arrangement need to be, how tall, how wide, where is it going? And she will give me the wealth of information that I need to create what's right for the set. And I'm, I'm really road, interested
1: in that, and like you process and everything. Yeah. You like, know,
2: I, I include floral design as another one of my top layers of life. So we get to a point you know, where we're building a, let's say, a huge law office set. And we walk through the set and say, okay, we're plugging in a, a tree there. We're plugging in a plant there. We're plugging in an orchid there. And this is where we're going to have a low floral arrangement because there are going to be people sitting at the table and they have to speak to each other and you don't want anything in their faces. And that's when I call Gerald and say, okay, this is the set, this is the episode. This is what we need, because he also creates not just with flowers, it's with plantings, it's with cactus, and, and it's at every level. So it's the smallest little thing for a character's backstory that might not necessarily be able to afford flowers, but it just drives the story a little bit. Oh, she had that beautiful vase of daffodils. And it meant something to her. It can be a true story point, like doing a funeral where we need 20 different wreaths and flower arrangements for a funeral. And Gerald is given the task by me to make all 20 pieces look like they came from different florists.
0: You know, some of these have to be over the top, like money was no object from the person that was sending it. And then the other one has to look like this was a group of people that each kicked in $10. And it's got to look like, you know, I've got to sort of dumb it down because you want it to be realistic. Unless it's like Jackie O's funeral where all of the flowers were choreographed and any of the bad flowers were booted out of the funeral home. Most funerals, you get a collection, this sort of fruit salad of stuff that's really nice, and some of it's okay, and then some of it's just really not great looking at all.
2: That's so yeah. great that that uh, <laughs> Gerald's said calling it a fruit salad, because even in a specific film or a specific episode of television, he and I together in that instance can be doing, covering the gamut of so many characters that we're making the fruit salad. It's just always the touch or that top layer feeling and just, it's just the exclamation point on all of it because, you know, we've done the walls and the floors and put in the furnishings and the lighting and the artwork, and now it's these little touches. And Gerald is so adept just like that first day that we worked together, of understanding filmmaking, which is something that I've never experienced in his area of work as a vendor. He really understands when I say to him, now, this is going to come back up, this set, in two months in another episode. Or this is something that we should do in artificial because it's going to be standing on a standing set And I don't want to have to replace it every 10 days. He and I have, I guess, even grown more where we have these tools now in texting photos. So he's prepared. You know, like I could say to him, remember episode 305? And, and, you know, this is what we did for that. And this was the color palette. And he is always prepared to work with me and continuity, which is a huge issue with flowers on set.
1: Gerald, what do you think that flowers bring when you put them on set? What are you adding to the tone and to the vibe of the whole room?
0: It gives a bit of warmth to the set and it gives life to the set. It's not a stagnant set where there's no living flowers, no living plants. But it also, in many occasions, as Beth had mentioned, it's a representation of the character. A certain type of character would maybe just have a simple orchid plant on their desk, but another character might have something far more exotic on their desk, something much more floral or more feminine, or it could be more masculine, or it could be a little more over the top. But it creates a layer of richness that sort of just finishes off the set. I mean, I think it's very important that everything is is right. I mean, you've got to have the right location. And then once you start layering on the decor, the flowers are just that last little bit of icing on the cake that just makes it perfect.
2: And for me, it, it extends the color palette. It extends what I'm doing and the backstory. Okay, I'll admit, it extends my ability to portray flowers that uh, I like, um, (laughs) uh, because Gerald knows that there are some that, you know, not to be mean to any flower, but... There are some that I just can't can't deal with. But within creating this world of, you know, live versus artificial, there are certain things that you cannot do on a set. You know, for instance, as much as I love tulips, they're very, very hard to control for more than a day or two living on set. Because under the lights, under the hot lights, they tank, So Gerald and I talk about that. We've learned our lesson. We know certain things. There's also too much of a risk to use any flowers that are heavily scented. It's not something you want to do to a crew or to an actor or actress. Uh, You take people's allergies and their health and comfort into this scenario. So again, that's another place. And there's also work that Gerald and I do that is so detail-oriented about scale. And we can go back to that for a minute. We deal with where the camera is going to be and how they're going to view these flowers. Because again, you never want something to be in front of somebody's face. On a table, it has to be a certain height. you know. In sets that have a lot of glass and you're seeing through the glass, you want to take that into consideration. So We use terms and talk about things, for instance, is this arrangement three-sided, meaning is it going on a piece of furniture that's up against the wall, so the way that you want that piece to be seen is only from three sides, and Gerald makes sure to have the back flat so it can sit up against the wall and really be seen in the proper way. The other thing
0: that I've learned over the years with working with Beth are the types of, as she mentioned, there are certain types of flowers that don't work as well, like tulips and things that are more fragile that are going to not hold up under these intense lights. But also, we have to be concerned about color. Anything that's like blatantly white, white, white is not going to be good on film. So even when we're doing things that are white, I'll opt for a creamier, warmer white that will we'll work better on film. And then we'll oftentimes blend that in with greenery to tone down the white of the arrangement. And exactly. My experience has been that the warmer colors always look prettier on film. The oranges, the reds, the yellows, peach, cream colors, all of that. And then we're, you've got to be careful not to go into anything that's too terribly dark. Uh, a dark purple could end up reading as black on on film.
2: There are so many considerations that we go through because if you start to watch a scene with your set decorator eyes on and you're even muting the sound and just looking at the visuals, you'd be surprised how many times in a scene you see a plant that you don't want growing out of someone's head. You see the floral arrangements for restaurant tables for offices, for homes. Even we do exterior plantings. You know, sometimes I just need something to be on either side of an entry door. We also do a lot of tricks with just a simple console table in a hallway and a floral arrangement. You know, right away, even if we're building some kind of extended hallway or way to give an actor or an actress an entryway. You see what's past that door. You see that hallway and they're coming into a room. All those things, my savior, my go-to is always put a floral arrangement there, you know, and it's less barren. It, It tells a better story it looks like some money was spent and i think it's become part of the whole scenario of my particular kind of decorating that people think is really aspirational but it's very attainable numerous times we've spoken about you know bringing nature in especially in the pandemic and there are so many ways now and really accessible to people you know at a at a broad price range And as Gerald does, he asks me very specific questions and I can be really definitive with my answers. And a lot of it does involve a tape measure. You know, one of my go-to tools in the business because it needs to fit. Very often we see in more traditional settings, say a mantelpiece. And I don't want to keep the mantelpiece empty. I want to put something there. Maybe I've got a pair of beautiful vases or statues that would go at the end of the mantelpiece at either end. And I just want to run like a box of evergreen or something. So I have to go to Gerald with the answers he needs. How long do you want it, Beth? How high? How deep? We're filling a space like we would put a sofa in that space. It's just... With Gerald and I, it's a live creation and floral or planter. The other thing that's
0: incredibly helpful that Beth and I, she does for me so many times is she'll send me images of the sets as they're being worked on and dressed. And she'll say, this is the hall table that I need something on. This is the coffee table where we need something. So I get a sense and a feel for the room. And my background, I was an interior designer before I started doing flowers many years ago. So I get the fact that we are just accenting the set. We're not entering a competition for a flower show. So I have to to check my, I've learned to check my ego at the door Mm. and realize that it's not all about the flowers. You know, the flowers are a small part to just sort of make the set more real make it more believable. I, I watch these shows very intently, and I, I pay attention to detail, not only the shows that I've worked on, but shows that other people work on. And When I see florals or decor that's done really well, I think that's really marvelous, or that set decoration is done well. I can look at that, and I really have a great appreciation for it because I know how hard it is to pull it off. Many years ago, there was a television show, and I can't even remember the name of it. It ran for many years. It was a sitcom, a 30-minute sitcom, and I think they were an ad agency or something. And they had the same vase of silk French tulips for about five seasons in their reception area. <laughs> you <like>,
1: unacceptable.
0: <laughs> I, I'm thinking, I said, you know, you could have at least changed it seasonally. You could have bought four artificial arrangements and said, spring, summer, winter, fall, but no, it was those same parrot tulips, <laughs> French tulips that were in that oh pause God. in their reception area for five years, the entire time the show ran.
2: Caroline's asked me about that. How do we change standing sets? And I'd say probably the thing we do most often in thinking about reality, like Gerald's talking about, is we establish that this is a a law firm or an apartment building or a place that has a standing floral delivery. We know that happens in the real world, and we're bringing it to the set because that's what we're portraying. So uh, that is something that I take very seriously as well because, you know, standing sets can get old really quickly.
1: (laughs) I feel like Uh, I'd be casting all kinds of judgments about the owners of that advertising agency. Like, clearly, (laughs) they do not care about details in their office. (laughs)
0: Well, Beth, do you remember several years ago, we did a film called Hide and Seek with Robert De Niro and Dakota Fanning? Yes. And you and I worked on that for a long time because... The big scene that we were working on together was a New Year's Eve party. So I think we supplied rented chairs for you and we brought in some rented linens in addition to all of these flowers and these big bar arrangements. And there were flowers everywhere. The room was just beautiful. And when I watched the film, I thought, oh, I can't wait to see this scene. (laughs) It comes back in a fuzzy flashback memory (laughs) and I literally saw about four seconds of flowers before the balloon drop for New Year's Eve. Right, I should have warned you, Gerald, to not blink. Like I said, that's what I'm saying. You check the ego at the door. It's okay. I mean, it was a great job. We worked on it. It was beautiful. And I completely understand that sometimes my stuff's going to end up on the editing room floor, and it's okay.
2: And Gerald, I don't want to sugarcoat that Coming to that place, to that conclusion, I mean, that, that is, a, you know, like a long-fought battle. I mean, you and I have been working together for 23 years. It is a process, you know. It's really a process. And now we have it down to a science, I believe. We're such a well-oiled machine. We talk through the details. We talk through the color, the sizes, But Gerald's getting to now see photos by text of a set that's in development. But then his work starts by text to me. There's been many a time where he'll send me a container and I say, no, 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 that's absolutely not what I have in mind. And there are other times I'll say, perfect, go forward. And we literally tweak by text now. Not only is it good for us in COVID, working in the film business, but it is a way that we have been able to continue with our collaboration so easily. We've had to forfeit some some stems, for sure. Uh, uh-huh. But we have such a good mindset, the two of us, that now I feel like more than ever, it just happens organically. You know, uh, when I was working on Bridge and Tunnel, which was not a show about flowers in any way, and we were dressing the tavern where all the kids hang out. We had built out the banquettes for shooting. You know, it was just something that the cameraman needed, that the director of photography needed. It was making it easier for the actors because we wanted to get them all in to one banquette. So we had this kind of dead space. So I thought, oh what you know, what else can I put in there in like a, you know, cheesy old tavern? I called Gerald. I said, I, I want some really bad faux little plants and planters to just set into that built up banquette. And they worked out perfectly. They moved around the whole space. We even put a container of them on top of the phone booth that was in the tavern. And, you know, when you think floral design you don't think that kind of piece of
1: set decorating but that's what we do it's got to be very challenging gerald to get a call and say hey can you make something gross looking
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'm always up for the challenge you know oh gosh
1: I was thinking about that when you guys are trying to convey different stories about these characters, like what do you do, Gerald, when when you come across one where, where it needs to be a more severe looking, maybe more masculine looking, what does that look like? I think most of us think of flower arrangements as very pretty. Well,
0: I mean, there are a lot of flowers that tend to be more architectural looking. And we might head more towards the direction of the tropicals to give you something that is a little stronger in shape. And it's also the way things are designed. You can take a flower that you may think as just looking very pretty, but if it's done in mass, one type of flower in a very contemporary vase, it can take on a very masculine feel to it. I mean, you can do that, for example, with delphinium. You think of delphinium as a beautiful flower that grows in an English garden, but if you did, say, beautiful light blue delphinium or cream-colored delphinium, and you did them in a very square architectural vase with maybe a contemporary art, like a Monastera leaf or something at the base that gave it a more modern look, that can pull off for someone who's a very masculine character who... You know, you don't want anything in that office that's going to be too flowery. I mean, Beth, we've done cactuses in some offices because of oh, the person's we've done, we've done some crazy like, things. <laughs> Gerald,
2: what job was it that we actually did a lengthy table of grass?
0: Yes, we've done that before, too.
2: We've done just, that before. We're just, just running wheat, down the table. running down wheatgrass. the center of the yeah.
0: table. Because the, uh, a floral piece wasn't going to be right. We did crazy florals for one person that had a the character had a private sex room that oh, was yeah. pretty frightening. <laughs> What's
1: the right flower for private sex room? <laughs> I'm that, curious. That,
0: there was a lot of there was a lot of red in that, and yeah, um, yeah that was you know, and, and that
2: was nothing that was a bit dainty. Of its no, you know? and, <laughs> nothing um, dainty.
0: You know, but it it had to be a little bit garish. It had to be a little bit. Um, scary almost vulgar you know yeah uh, Yeah. in in the way and then we've had these little old ladies that are hosting high teas where we're coming in with these beautiful lush english garden arrangements and they're all over the tables and you know and it's it's in a traditional setting and this beautiful formal dining room so it goes the gamut, and it really softens the set, and it really is that finishing touch. That if it's done right, and I think Beth does it, she gets it every time. I mean, you can thank you. You can tell the difference when you watch other shows. And you're like, what do they do? They just call one eight hundred flowers <laughs> for these because these don't seem to work at all. You know, this is pretty pretty bad stuff. I mean.
1: I don't think many people understand what florists can do, like the right. wide array of things that you can create. Can you kind of give us a little bit of, of understanding? Where I think most people think you order your 12, you know, whatever dozen flowers for Valentine's Day. That's the most they've ever talked to a florist. They don't know that much. So what what types of things can you go to your florist for?
0: For yes. us, in addition to being a florist that we can do flowers for, just about every occasion. I mean, some people come in and they just want a few flowers or a bouquet of flowers that they can put in their apartment just to soften it up. On another occasion, maybe I have a, someone that's trying to sell their apartment and they're doing staging. So then that's a different kind of thing. They tend to want it cleaner, simple. One vase of tulips on the coffee table and another vase of pink roses in the kitchen. And that's about all of, that we want. But where it gets really fun is when you're doing special events and you're doing weddings and you're working, particularly in weddings, where you're working with people's personalities. And what we're trying to create is something that reflects the people that are getting married and their sensibilities, the flowers they like, the colors they like, the feel of what they're trying to do their personalities, they want to come through.
2: Right. It's the same as
0: telling a character's backstory. Exactly. I mean, we did a wedding in Scarsdale a couple of years ago, and it was a small wedding, and they had this tent. Everyone was sitting under this tent, and it was a big U-shaped table, and I think they only had about 30 guests. We suspended uh, a framework on the ceiling that was 10 feet by 10 feet square that was completely floral, the entire ceiling of the tent was floral. And from the tent we hung hanging votive candles. So it was a not only was it this floral ceiling, it became a a chandelier of some sort. And then there were these beautiful long florals that ran the, the entire length of this U-shaped table in the room. But these people were very creative. They had a vision and they wanted something unusual that no one's ever seen before. And they want people to walk away from their wedding saying, wow, that was enchanting. That was magical. I'll never forget this wedding. But we've all been to those weddings where it's a simple white centerpiece on a white table, and you walk (laughs) out of there, and you're like, I'm not even taking the flowers.
1: Right. Like, was that a votive?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Did anybody notice the flowers? But then there's... you know, we have other people that are, they're going to fight for that centerpiece to get it out of. you know, there, there's going to be a battle.
1: <laughs> I love that. So this week, Gerald, we're, we're discussing all things spring from clearing clutter to brightening up your home for the season of rebirth. Can you give us some tips on the person who's at home who wants to get some different smells and looks in their home and they, they just don't really know how to pick the right flower for them or for their home? Most of the time, I think people think of it as kind of formal because of things like weddings, but there's certainly casual arrangements for your home. Even if you have a family, young kids, whatever, there's still flowers that are right for you. Can you try to kind of guide us a little bit?
0: Absolutely. Right now, we're coming into my favorite time of year. Spring is absolutely beautiful. And we've got some of the most amazing blossoms right now. And, you know, for people that are maybe celebrating Passover and Easter at this time of year, you can even just get, I mean, go to your local florist, Uh, If you have a a garden or a yard, you can even start cutting things. One thing that is one of my favorite early harbingers of spring is forsythia, which you can cut. You can start cutting forsythia in the yard in the end of January, beginning of February. And it takes about 10 days to two weeks for it to open. But you just cut it. You put it in a vase of hot water and change the water every few days. And within about 10 days, you have this beautiful explosion of yellow flowers that are just incredible
2: and they look very expansive you know they look like you've spent a lot of money but in in actuality it's really a solution that's more on the lower budget aspect it's so funny that you said that yes my post on instagram yesterday for the start of spring was all about forsythia that's how we know new york has turned to spring when central park has uh Forsythia buds.
1: (laughs) I love that. I'm always like, Robin Redbreast. You're like, Forsythia.
2: (laughs) Yes.
0: I look for the flowers, the crocus, the snowdrops, haliborus. And these are things that you can just put in simple vases. And I, I oftentimes suggest to people to look around their house. I mean, you may have beautiful glassware that you don't drink out of that you can use as vessels for flowers. Beautiful vintage pottery is always great for that even simple water glasses. If you had a simple, clear tumbler, you could do a a row of those down the middle of your dining room table and just fill each one of those with daffodils. And you have a row of beautiful daffodils down the middle of the table. I mean, hyacinths are incredible at this time of year. You can buy them in pots and plants. You can do a beautiful potted basket Uh, potted bulbs, the daffodils, the hyacinths, the tulips, the grape hyacinths, and create this beautiful natural planter. You could plant them in a wood box. Um, We've done them in hat boxes. You can find things around the house that could be very, very clever for planting some of this stuff or arranging some of these flowers. Just to bring a little bit of fresh flowers into the house, whether you're cutting them from your yard or stopping at the flower shop or at the grocery store.
1: Beth, I can I can see how Gerald gets along with you, Beth, with the whole cuz we talk all the time about like walk around your house first and see right. what you have that you can shop use. Shop at
2: home. We Love always say it. shop Love at it. home,
1: but it it can literally
2: do wonders for your mind and your spirit right now, you know, coming out of being at home so much just something
1: live or a good fake to look at can change the mood in a in an it feels instant. special right yeah. like it's like oh it must be something special today because i have flowers yeah but like you don't have and to wait for like a specific day
0: and it's therapeutic you know yeah. to, to to arrange these flowers you're focused on something beautiful you're it's you could take you away from, you know, the day-to-day nonsense that you have to deal with and say, you know what? For the next hour, I'm just going to focus on my flowers. I'm going to do some beautiful hyacinths in the bathroom. I'm going to do some beautiful tulips in the kitchen. I'm going to do something on the dining room table. And when you're done, it, it's a nice feeling. It's, it's really a wonderful feeling.
1: It's very like make your bed feel accomplished, huh? Yes,
0: yeah. absolutely. Yeah, exactly. you know, <laughs> make your bed and what what
1: put you, some flower arrangements out. <laughs>
0: You know, you, you clean your apartment, you clean your house, and then after it's done, you put flowers up, and then it's perfect. And then you
1: It's like cherry on top, right? It
0: is. It's exactly. It, it makes you feel. That's like, how I like
2: feel. Literally, when we do that level on the set, you know, Gerald and I even have a system for how things get packed in crates, specifically numbered and and labeled. The, my, my whole entire team knows how happy I become when it's the You know, we we went and did the seasons pickup. truck's on its way back, everybody stand by, (laughs) you know.
1: Oh, that's (laughs) wonderful to hear.
2: it's, it's, oh, it's what everybody needs.
0: You know, and I, (laughs) you know, Caroline, and I love film and television uh, so much. I'm especially an old film person. I, I love old films. And we have a fantastic website. Um, Yeah, tell uh, me. called uh, SeasonsFlowersNYC.com. And you can order online from our website. But we have collections. And in our spring collection, we have named our collections after famous films. So you're going to see the Pretty in Pink collection this spring. You'll see the Color Purple this spring. You'll see Casablanca this spring. And look at the so
1: awesome. look at the effect I've had on him. Oh See? my <laughs> goodness! I'm kind of thinking Pod Clubhouse needs to like do each of these movies and promote each of your collections. Right. We just did and, Casablanca, and, so we can, and, we're already a leg up.
0: And we have a, a Sunset Boulevard collection. And then, of course, you know I'm I'm a huge Betty Davis fan, so of course we have a Now Voyager collection. <laughs> and I, I don't know if everyone gets it when they're looking at the collections and they're saying, "Okay, I'm going to order the." From the Great Gatsby or something like that. But, <laughs> hey, uh, I
1: can already imagine what that would look like. That's just uh, by the name.
0: Yeah. And um, Modern Times, which is funny because Modern Times is the oldest film in our collection, that old silent Charlie Chaplin film. And um, it's our very contemporary line of, of arrangements.
1: I love the idea that, like, we're all consuming a ton of TV and film right now, that they could call your shop and be like, Look, my favorite show is Gilmore Girls. What can you make me? <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like you could, like, do something. Like, I would I, trust you, Gerald. I knew you would I put something do together. You know? <laughs> oh my God, Gerald, if
2: it was Gilmore Girls, it might just include one of my never-on-set flowers.
0: Yes, I, I think it might. It might be that. Yeah, that uh-huh. sunflower. But you know, Beth, it, it's the sunflower is your nemesis. You know. um,
1: I can't believe you have a nemesis flower, Beth. Of <laughs> course you do. <laughs>
0: mine, mine would be to um, would be the Gerber days.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, okay. Oh, That's a perfection. Um, that's I, a close I, um, second.
0: To paraphrase uh, Truman Capote, the Gerber Daisy is the Robert Goulet of Pulteney.
2: It's just
1: <laughs> Oh, my gosh. We should have had a bet if we could get Robert Goulet in the this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? Um,
0: <laughs> unless, unless I'm making a boutonniere for a clown, I really don't <laughs> see the use.
1: Oh, my uh, gosh. Uh,
0: Gerber daisies. Um, uh, you should advertise
1: that. Be like, "Hey, clowns! I hear that <laughs> if y'all need boot news.
0: <laughs> we can definitely do." Uh, you know, if it's a, oh if it's a clown themed wedding, boot, you know, <laughs> that's it. Gerber daisies are are all in.
1: Oh my
2: but, God. Um, see how how much fun just a call of an order
1: oh yeah it's clear that y'all would have lots of good laughs do you guys have like a favorite memory amongst the two of you i know you talked about a couple of different films you guys did together but do you do you remember a moment where you're like just cracking up or something just worked so well
0: i would say the never-ending funeral that just yeah. seemed to go on forever and ever yeah it was on the good fight and, it's uh, true.
2: I mean, the, first and- of all, the fact that they were artificial flowers was yes. one thing. Um, what I was going to say before is, in addition to everything that Gerald does for me, he also does do work with the prop master on whatever job I'm on, because, you know, they're the ones that require flowers to add to food platters when we're doing an event or bouquets that get delivered to an office or to a character. But yeah, I don't think we've ever. Done a bigger order of especially artificial flowers uh, in in all be- yeah, our because years together. The, the
0: filming was going on for several weeks, and we couldn't keep doing fresh. It was just going to be too cost prohibitive, and it was going to be difficult to recreate these exactly the same over and over again. But that kept calling me every day, sometimes twice a day. Gerald, I need three more. I three two more easels, <laughs> one more wreath. I need I need another spray, and I need a, you know, we've got a cross, we've got a...
2: Right, we started at, like, 20, and by the time we were done, it was, was like, 40, 50 to... Yeah, 40 something. to 50,
0: yeah. And, you know, I, I just kept making these silks, and, and, you know, I and they were all over the place. I mean, my store is not that big, and I had, like, seven or eight silk arrangements, like, you would have thought like a major celebrity had died um, <laughs> because they were all over the place. These these old oh but on film, I mean, when you work with silks, you have to be careful. You have to really purchase the, the high quality or else they're going to look fake.
1: Can you tell us like at, at home people, because there's a lot of people who have no idea what that means. Like, what, what am I looking for in a silk?
0: First of all, you want a silk flower that is in its natural color state. I mean, you don't want to go out and buy blue roses. There are no blue (laughs) roses. I love that. (laughs) You're going to be able to tell those are silk from a mile away. And I usually tell people, silks are going to cost you three to four times, sometimes five times more than fresh flowers. So if you have envision that you're going to get this big $200 or $300 fresh flower arrangement, to have that recreated in silk, you've got to, have that, you've got to figure about eight, dollars $900 to pull it off to be able to use really fine quality silks because they are that much more expensive than fresh. You could certainly go to, you know, like a Michaels or something like that and buy inexpensive silks or a thrift store, but it's going to look like
2: yeah but you know there there are some jobs like bridge and tunnel where that was the style so you know that level of silk really worked for us and
0: you know i have to shop at different locations so when beth says to me we clearly want this to look like a bad artificial arrangement that's what the set the character it is dictates then that's what I've got to do. I've got to buy the lower end,
2: and that gives Gerald the heebie-jeebies when I yes. when I, call not, say
0: that. I, I I don't especially love doing. The, You're the, like, could you crinkle
1: up kind of all stuff. the all the little leaves and <laughs> make like yeah, it look like the, it was in yeah, an they, attic for a while?
0: The bad ones are there. They're out there. They're not hard to find. Um, I can't charge about <laughs> this much when I have to do the bad ones. It's true. Oh, but, <laughs> smart. You know. But when we did that big funeral scene, they had to look good because they had to look real. And when you go back and you look at those scenes, people are standing very close to these arrangements. So the trick with silks is use flowers that look natural and do not start getting these strange colors that don't exist in nature.
2: That is definitely a major issue. People at home, you could just take a photo of it you know, say you find it at a vendor and it's a artificial flower. And just, it's almost better to look at the photo, look at what it looks like in the photo. And that'll really inform you at how it reads, you know, what, what level. There are interesting new, relatively new products out there that say, ha- uh, you know, have vases that have stones in them or have, you know, until you get very, very close what looks like Uh, poured liquid, uh, you know, like an artificial water. And that's another part of, of things to consider. Consider the container and consider whatever's on top. If you're buying an artificial plant, sometimes they put Spanish moss on top or little wood chips or stones. That all contributes to how practical and really realistic something looks. And some of them look remarkable. The
0: silks are looking better and better every year. And they're constantly improving the quality
1: of them. The succulent situation is crazy these days. Yes, You so can find them even, everywhere.
0: Everywhere. There are succulents everywhere. Succulents are not my favorite. We sell a lot of them. We use a lot of them. But they're not my favorite. I'm a little tired of them. I, I think they've been played out a little
1: bit. <laughs> I, you know what? Things that I read. Actually, tell me what is trending for 2021? Because if we need to leave our succulents and shiplap behind, I hear. What are we supposed yes. to be looking at next?
0: Well, in the form of plants, we are doing these remarkable terrariums, which are fun. We get these great oversized jars and we're planting uh, these terrariums. And the ones, we, we'll put little miniature orchids in them. And recently, I've managed to get my hands on some Venus fly traps that we were able to plant in our terrariums. And they like that humid environment. So that's one of the things that I love.
1: I love that. I was going to order one from uh, Amazon because there were like ones on there. I thought my son would love a Venus fly trap, but I could go to my florist and get one.
0: Well, they're hard to find. Okay. but if you do get you know we get them um i travel out to the greenhouse and it just so happened that they had these great venus flytraps. i'm like oh my goodness i haven't seen these forever but if you do get one for your son do it in a terrarium setting where it has a lot of moisture and humidity and you're going to see those venus flytraps thrive they do not like to dry out they're a tropical plant and don't be surprised that they're small <laughs> you're not gonna <laughs> not, you're not gonna not lose Audrey a finger too. <laughs> on this thing no it's, it's are, not the back Audrey a little too.
2: shop gerald the one thing i wanted to tell listeners is the the other reason to really embrace this idea of the terrariums is that they turn into like a real home decor piece you know the the scale and the size of them could be all you need to really dress a console table or the middle of a dining table so, you're sort of getting, you know, two in one something live and these beautiful sculptural glass vessels. They're
0: just interesting to having this little ecosystem
2: that you're,
0: it's your own little world, all under your own control. So, oh there.
1: man, that's something we could all use these days. Yeah, huh? can, a little control. You in have this a world? little bit
0: of control over <laughs> something, you know, even if it's in a beautiful glass jar, it's, it's something oh. you can control when every, the rest of the world.
1: Hey, Gerald, tell everyone where we can find you and where we can reach you. And we want to order flowers for our loved ones. And just for our, our just every Wednesday afternoon, kind of pick me up. Where can we reach you?
0: My store is located at Seasons of Laurel Design Studio is at 888 8th Avenue in New York City. Our phone number there is 212-586-2257. And we have a great website that you can order from, which is www.seasonsflowersnyc.com. You can see all of our arrangements. You can see these terrariums. We have great vernal topiaries. We have those beautiful succulent gardens. We also do beautiful gourmet boxes accented with flowers. So you might get a gourmet box filled with wonderful cheeses and European cookies and crackers and fruits and French champagne or we could do uh, we have a collection called The Day of Wine and Roses where you can we pair a bottle of wine with
1: beautiful
2: flowers. Uh, send them all to us right now, Gerald. I know. I was them. thinking actually
1: what <laughs> pairs with vodka, Gerald? Come on now.
2: Well, we haven't done the vodka thing, but maybe that's <laughs> I
1: think that's lilacs the and vodka.
0: About. What do you think? L- Lilac L- L- and vodka. That yeah. Would do it. <laughs> Lilac it- <laughs> goes with everything.
2: That's- it does. And by the way, it is my number one favorite flower. No, it's Aww. not.
0: Yes, it
1: is. <laughs> She's lying it's- on the podcast. No,
0: I, I mean, because, you know, Beth, that's what I did today. I planted 10 large lilac, French lilac bushes today because lilac is my favorite.
1: Oh, oh this is meant to be.
2: came full circle. Twenty three years <laughs> See, later.
0: This is, this is something is I didn't know about you.
1: Yes, <gasps> <canis> <gasps> and oh, lilac. We
0: shared so, like two truths and a
1: lie. Oh my yeah. God! Yeah. You
0: know, no wonder why we're such kindred spirits. We here.
2: are. We are. Gerald, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been fun and so filled with great information. I, I feel happy about the spring season and more flowers to come. We really appreciate you coming on. Well,
0: it's been my pleasure. And Beth and Caroline, it really has been a joy. And um, no better way to start spring. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it was great meeting you, Gerald. And for all our listeners, we will have all of Gerald's information in the show notes so that you can catch it over on Instagram or Twitter, or Facebook. You can get the website, the phone number, everything so that you can wow someone you love or just make something nice for yourself. We, we would all love that. Gerald knows what he's doing. So y'all just call him up. Tell him your favorite TV show. Get something amazing. Thank you so much, Gerald.
0: You're very welcome. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much to Gerald Palumbo from Seasons. We're so happy that he got a chance to join us today. And our conversation, I think, shed light on a lot of great things that are coming in 2021 and encourages all of us to get out there and get some different flowers and spruce up our home. So I'm so excited. All of his information, again, will be down in our show notes over on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, everywhere. After all this time, Caroline, you know I'm
2: obsessed with floral design. I uh, do. As evident on my daily (laughs) stories on Instagram, one more beautiful floral arrangement after another. So everyone check that out and send any questions you have to Beth Kushnick on Instagram.
1: Fantastic, Beth. I look forward to your 2021 designs because I know spring is popping and we're going to see awesome stuff on your Instagram. Check it all out, you guys. We thank you guys so much for listening. And don't forget to please rate, review, and subscribe to Pod Clubhouse and decorating the set specifically on Apple Podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts. Five stars, people. It helps others find the show. Thank you.
0: Decorating the Set from Hollywood to Your Home is an original Pod Clubhouse production. Recorded, edited, and produced at Pod Clubhouse Studios. For more information, please visit us online at podclubhouse.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Decorating the Set at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening.